Welcome to Crowdsourcing Revolution. I'm Amanda Rice. It is August 6th, 2023. And today I am going to share with you a press release issued by 350. Welcome to Crowdsourcing Revolution because on this show, I am going to talk a little bit about uh, a recent announcement from 350.org that they're calling for another uh, event day, a global day of action, similar to the one that they called for in 2009 when they had nearly 5,000 250 events in 181 countries on October 24th, 2009. And the idea at the time was the Climate Justice Group, 350.org's assertion that we needed to keep the climate to below 350 parts per million greenhouse gases. And I organized an event in my town that actually went pretty well, I have to say. Uh, Myself and a co-chair and a group of people put on an event. And what happened was everybody who had events sent pictures into 350.org. And it was kind of... They claim it's that it was at the time in 2009, and this was before Occupy. It was the largest demonstration of of the world's population wanting to push back on fossil fuels. This next one that they're calling for, which is they're calling for people to have actions on November 3rd and 4th which is prior to COP28, the climate conference, which is happening this year in Dubai. Of course it is. And the demands are not the same as they were in 2009, thank goodness. So the the demands for this particular action are pay up and power up. The pay up is make fossil fuel companies pay the bill. We must reclaim fossil fuel companies' illegitimate profits. To start with, our governments should impose taxes on their unjust profits and eliminate subsidies, investments, and loans to coal, oil, and gas companies. And instead, they should fund and support renewable energy initiatives rooted in justice. The second demand is power up. Unleash the money to fund renewable energies. Governments must redirect financial resources toward renewable energies through all the financial mechanisms possible on a local, national, and global levels. These resources should align with the scale and urgency of the climate crisis and ensure globally equitable distribution of funds. Now, the reason I want to call attention to this is, and and I'm just going to say right now, they are still um, gearing up for this event in terms of their website. But I want people to have the largest head up, heads up possible because you'd be surprised what you can do. Several of the events that were, that took place, um, more than several, quite a few of the one of the events that took place 
in 2009 were quite small, just a few people. You don't have, a, have to have a lot of people to take a picture and make your demand heard. Where is the website? Global Day, uh, it's called, uh, I've got it right here in the notes, don't I? I got a putt-putt outside, sorry. So if you go to globalpowerup.org, you can see more specifics on what the demands they um, are making. If you want what to do, if you want to organize an action, what else is happening in the lead up to the power up in November. And that includes a couple of other organizations that are trying to end fossil fuel fuels and make polluters pay day of action um, in September. And the reason they're doing this now is because it's in the lead up to the, um, the COP 28, which is a big group of people that get together and seems like they don't agree on anything and then we don't get anywhere on any of this. And a lot of the science has changed over the last 14 years, but our need to come together and have our voices heard and make it clear that it isn't just a few people making noise, that there's more people that would like to see a different outcome Some of the facts given on the globalpowerup.org website, which is part of 350.org, which is Bill McKibben's organization for climate justice. Uh, and the answer to the question, why are we mobilizing now? On 3rd and 4th of November, when fossil fuel companies are set to announce their next round of quarterly profits, and right before our leaders get together at the next UN Global Climate Talks, people all over the world will organize actions to demand our governments shift money and political power towards community-centered renewable projects. Wherever we are in the world, we are facing the impacts of the climate and cost of living crises. While the fossil fuel industry keeps blocking real climate action, It's an emergency. While the fossil fuels industry keeps blocking real climate action to protect their obscene profits, it's ridiculous. We're angry, we are outraged, but we are also hopeful for the change that is within our reach. Here are some facts that might help you conv convince you to join us. Pretty sure if you've gotten this far on the webpage and into this podcast, you're at least curious, but here are some facts that might make you angry and want to get change. 
Total and ExxonMobil announced 50, 56 billion US dollars in excess profits in 2022. This is four times the money that could pay for solar energy to power all households in Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania. This might not be news, but the transition will not be done by the oil and gas companies. Despite reaching a record net income of $4.144 trillion in 2022, they only invested 0.0019% in solar and wind that year. Every dollar of stimulus spent on clean energy projects generates nearly three times more jobs per dollar than investment in fossil fuel projects. This is the real just transition. I don't know where they got that information, so I can't answer that. But I do want to encourage you to think about having even just a small or a small group of people to get together and talk about these issues because whether this is the right solution, you know, this being asking the governments to stop subsidizing fossil fuels and rather have fossil fuels subsidize renewable energies, whether that's the path forward or not, we can't figure that out unless we have the conversations. So I hope that folks will take the opportunity to um, participate. As I said, in 2009, I, I put my name and email address into their, into their form on the website of 350.org to say that I wanted to throw a rally in my town. And it ended up connecting me in my small town to some other folks that had similar concerns. And we ended up pulling off a pretty good event um, because people wanted to come together and do something. Yeah, maybe it's something online or maybe it's something in person, but targeting the 3rd and 4th of November to have yourself a climate rally is a good idea. At least that's my take on it. From Kenny, from um, Common Dreams, Kenny Stansell wrote an article. Climate groups announce global days of action to propel renewable energy revolution forward. So they just announced this past Monday that, they, that they're calling for this day of action, these days of action. From their press release, on every continent, in big cities, on small islands, we'll take action to show that a global renewable energy revolution is within our reach, says the new website where people can sign up to participate in what 350.org and its partners are calling Power Up. We'll spotlight the oil industry's greed and reclaim the money and power to fund a just future powered by solar and wind. We're taking to the streets because we're outraged, the website states but also because we are hopeful and determined to use our anger and our hope to resist and build a better future for ourselves and our planet.
If you haven't, if you don't already follow 350.org on Twitter or X, that's a good place to see what announcements are happening. You can also go to globalpowerup.org to get more information and to sign up to take action. When you sign up and give your email address and your zip code and country, they will get you on their list and give you information. The support that they provided in terms of graphics and ideas in 2009 were exceptional. I can't imagine that that won't be the same this time. In fact, 350.org has taken on a lot of, um, as part of their mission, training activists in how to do these kinds of actions and the best way to make it effective and get the attention of the people you want to get, whose attention you want to get. Carnal, you want to, you, would you like to uh, speak or you're not up for that today? Hey, how are you doing? I'm fine. You sound defensive. <laughs> well, I'm agitated because of so many people are putting so much emotional energy and investing so much of their time into something that doesn't warrant any of it. It's all a lie. The entire premise of it is a lie. Even the article you started reading, it started out focusing on the real agenda. It's about money and profits and power. It has nothing to do with saving lives or saving the planet. It, it does have to do with, you're totally right. You're totally it does right. Have to it do does with, have to do. It does have to do with It does power. have to do with power. And it does have. You muted yourself. I only heard part of that. I know because I'm echoing. I know because I'm echoing. So this is about money and power. It totally is. I am not disagreeing with you. And what they're asking for is to shift the power away from the fossil fuel companies. Because whether or not the, whether or not we continue to use fossil fuels, the climate is the climate. We will only mitigate any, any possible tipping points or delay any possible tipping points. There's not a lot we can do except for move where the power and the money is. And that this is a call for doing that away from the fossil and toward renewables. Do you realize that the, the fossil fuel industry has empowered the first world nations to become first world nations? Yes, I do. And this, yes, I do. But the suppression of those fossil fuels at this stage of development in the global growth to become industrialized would limit the rest of the world from achieving that wealth and power? I do. While I killing do. Can millions you, of people. Can you, can you move? Can you move? 
understand. I do. The, this is the one of the balancing acts that has to happen because the 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 countries that did industrialize under the fossil fuels and have have caused the parts per million of carbon dioxide in the air to go up. Yes, that is the case. The argument is that if everybody lived like people live in the first world, there wouldn't be enough planet for everybody. And switching to renewables away from fossil fuels, like there are countries that may be able to skip over the entire infrastructure for fossil fuels if we had the money and energy pushed toward renewable energy sources rather than fossil fuel sources. That's so just on those points right there, though, um, fossil fuels are pretty easy to extract from the planet. They are not finite. Fossil fuels renew because they are a biomass. Um, they're not derived from fossils per se, but biological materials. Um, but they're cheap. Coal, natural gas, and petroleum are cheap. They're, they're all they're, of these products. But but the renewable but the renewable direction that you're going is not stable. Like wind is not constant. Geothermal is semi. I mean, like it's a little bit more regular, but it's not constant. Solar is not constant because we have clouds and things like that. Unless we want to put the solar panels, I don't know, on balloons above the clouds. But then we're going to have another problem. I mean, this the 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 most efficient source of energy that we have right now is nuclear. But the same people trying to suppress fossil fuels are also trying to stigmatize nuclear power because there have been a couple of accidents with Fukushima and Three Mile Island and Chernobyl. Yes, granted, there are some risks, but the bang for the buck, they're pretty efficient. But so, fossil fuels so, for no reason. So let me ask you a question. Are you willing to be open to hearing the arguments that are being made here to be moving away from fossil fuels? Because I think part of what happens is everybody's got their own issues that they want to put their energy into. And I think I can give some arguments back for, for, yeah, sure, fossil fuels are cheaper and theoretically easier, but part of the reason they're cheaper is they're subsidized. And part of the reason why they're easier and why it's, it is because it doesn't have the, um, all of the costs in it, including the environmental costs and the damage that's done when we're using fossil fuels, whether it's about transporting it or mining it out of the ground or pumping it out of the ground i think they're and refining it the the when you look at the various 
energy options out there, I think it's not unreasonable to say, at least let's subsidize these other things to the same level we're doing the fossil fuels, which we know is causing environmental damage. We just, I mean, there's not, there's hardly a debate that, that the oil fields everywhere are, are essentially an environmental mess. I mean, Oklahoma has earthquakes because of the, not the fracking itself, but the reinjection of the wastewater. And so there's a lot of other things that we could be doing. Solar, yeah, if it's a cloudy day, you don't get as much power. There's a lot of, um, there are a lot of chemists working on ways of storing power so that you can, on sunny days, store up power because this is part of the problem, right? We can't store power. So even if you've got a nuclear power plant, unless you have some place for that, for that power to get used, I mean, it's just going to dissipate into the ether once you make it because nuclear, once you're boiling the water and making the steam to run the, you know, turbine, turbines, you know, what are you going to do? Turn it off? That's just silly. Wait a minute. Hold on. But I don't think that they're in, they're in fossil What is your understanding fuel? of the process uh, of converting thermal energy with radioactive material into electrical energy. What is your understanding of that process? That basically that you basically boil water. you boil water. But what's what's creating the heat to boil the water? The the, the uranium the or whatever uranium or whatever, or whatever, whatever they're uranium, whatever they're all right. So the the water gets superheated. Right. Through the right. process of cooling the rods to prevent melting down. And that superheated steam gets piped and pressurized through the system, goes to a turbine generator to convert that thermal energy into mechanical energy, which then rotates that rotor, right. which breaks the right. fields of flux to create the power. Isn't that what um, I said? Isn't that it boils what I said? Water? It boils water. Yeah, but you, act, I mean, like, so the, the radioactive material, I mean, it's not like, you know, we're not burning something like it's, it, it has a, it has a half-life and it, it has, I think, uh, I can't remember if it's every two years, they usually have to do an outage to replace or do refueling. Um, but that process is, is, is a lot less invasive to the environment than mining for coal or drilling for oil or building acres and acres and acres of solar panels to catch solar power. Um, hydroelectric power is pretty efficient too. Um, but I think we've already dammed up all the rivers that we can dam up back in the seventies in the U S um, and we recognize that there are some ecological impacts to that, you know, because we've killed some some mollusks down the river or whatever. I mean, there's always going to be some kind of impact somewhere. But all of these efforts to move towards renewables and away from petroleum is misplaced. 
fine. It may be okay to subsidize and, and diversify our sources of energy, but demonizing fossil fuels just because of their profits has nothing to do with climate. So the entire pretense of this 350, whatever thing you're on, like they're attacking this from the money perspective and subsidization. This is not about climate. They're, they're, they're just drawing attention to the wrong things. There's the, the premise is wrong. CO2 is not bad for the atmosphere. It's not bad for the global economy. I mean, the global ecosphere. It's required. Plants need it, just like we need oxygen. And it's a symbiotic relationship. Reducing CO2 will reduce plants, which will make it hotter and use up more water and kill more people. And I just don't know how else to make this clear to people who are scared of this climate stuff because it's all a lot well 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 i don't know where you lost. i don't know were you talking because i didn't hear you talking actually i was talking oh well yeah i didn't hear it i don't know what happened going in and out i don't know if that's on my end or on your end but i don't know either i have it set to i have my, it set to i don't know why it's coming in and out so what i said was i don't think that can you hear me now i disconnected my bluetooth i'm going to try to see if that's interfering with Um, so what I was saying was that I, I'm, don't think nuclear is the point right now that this, this rally is about getting the money from fossil fuel companies and the subsidies that go to fossil fuel companies and getting it into the research and development of renewable sources that could mean nuclear. This isn't about nuclear and having nuclear or not. And I don't know that we would even be able to have these conversations if these kinds of things, if these kinds of activities aren't happening, because just having the, the conference of parties, the COP28, is not spurring conversation anymore. And I am... I'm following some of the developments that they're trying to do with batteries. Because part of the problem, as you said, solar and wind, the wind's not always blowing, the sun's not always shining. That's true. There are some places where you don't get power all the time. And that means that your lifestyle might have to change if you only have power, say, 12 hours a day. Because there's places where that's actually the case. And the kind of um, energy waste that we have just from, I think you would agree with me, just from transmission, the stuff that gets lost in transmission, right? We lose a lot in transmission after it's, after it's generated. Is that right? No. 
No. Not, no. With, not with AC power. We don't. DC you would, but AC does not. We don't lose. We don't lose a certain amount of power over the transmission lines. It's 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 nominal. Like it's 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 not even. It's it's so insignificant. Like it doesn't. It's not even worth focusing any energy on. Well, that's not that's not the information that I know. So I don't, and I don't so, know how. Okay, and I don't know how. I because I it's something that I I just have like in my catalog. I can't tell you what my source is. I'm not I'm not saying that you're you're incorrect. I'm saying this is what my information is, and I'm this rally and arguing against this rally, where we're trying to get money. And power, because I agree with you, it is about money and power. Get money and power away from the fossil fuel industry. But why? And What's wrong with huh? the fossil fuel industry? It is polluting. And it does all kinds of environmental damage just getting it out of the ground. Never mind refining it. Never mind dealing with the wastewater from from when you're doing like things like fracking. Okay, so have you compared that to the ecological impacts of all of the resource mining and manufacturing and transportation, everything associated with pulling lithium and the other materials for batteries out of the ground and then converting them into batteries and then capturing the energy and holding the energy? Like, have you done a comparison of that or has somebody done a comparison? I think there are comparisons out there and I also don't necessarily mean the kinds of battery technologies we're currently relying on because the battery technologies we currently rely on are, are just as bad as some fossil fuels. What I'm well, saying is they're trying to figure out a way to store power so that it could be generated part of the day, but used in other parts of the day. And that's something that's still being worked on. The solutions aren't all here, but if we weren't subsidizing the fossil fuel companies and instead those massive obscene profits were actually plowed back into something that wasn't fossil fuel, which for a while the, the fossil fuel industry, which by the way, is heavily heavily represented at the COP and has been for over a decade. So it's, it's not like they're not part of the conversation, but well, I yeah, think an opportunity for, to have the conversation about what are the trade-offs. That's the irony, Amanda is like, what? so, okay. For instance, okay, wait. I personally used to work for general electric. And yeah. GE are you, is wait, wait, wait. I, I just want to, I just want to ask before you start, are you going to try and convince me that I shouldn't be having a rally? No. Okay. Okay. I'm just trying to address the driving forces behind this stuff because those are the lies. So, so what's the driving, what is the driving force that you perceive as the lie? Because I really want to understand where you're coming from. All right. So like I started off saying, the, the first world nations, right, have achieved. Right. But I'm not, I, that's, 
that's neither here nor there. And we're not going to, I think that ha saying that everybody should develop the way we developed is not the way to go. I mean, it got us where we are. Doesn't seem like a great system. But telling the rest of the world that they can't do the same thing is pretty messed up. No, you're right. Totally. And, and the United States should have to pay up for all of the damage it's done all over the world with the kinds of things that, that the fossil fuel industry has been doing. And, and what right does, does the first world have anything to say about whether or not China can build a coal plant a day? They can. They can if they, if that's what they want to do. There's nobody that's going to stop them. Do you but if we had instead of having these subsidized so it's cheaper for customers, we had these kinds of subsidized fossil fuels instead of giving the money to to companies who are going to pollute and pull things out of the ground and cause earthquakes with their wastewater reinjection, we instead gave the money to those countries who are still struggling to get into the industrial information age. It'd be a way to fund them to skip. There's some countries in Africa that have completely skipped over landline telephones. What if we did the same thing? But instead of, instead of we've got, instead of telephones, we're, we get rid of the fossil fuel and they skip straight to something cleaner and better because they have the money to do it. I don't know, I'm, I'm not a real big fan of shortcuts and we've learned a lot over the evolution of learning what can be done with petrochemicals. Everything we have, everything within reach of you right now in your space right now has probably got some petrochemical involved in its manufacturing. Um, and we've got the entire world polluted with microplastics. I don't think that that's an outcome that I would prefer. But, okay, so everything that we have and use came from where? Where, where did the stuff that we have, the stuff where we mine it, drill it, push it out with water, whatever, it all came from the earth, right? Yes, and it's processed. And just because it comes from the earth doesn't mean that it's not dangerous. Is that where you're headed with that? Well, not necessarily, no, but it will eventually go back to where it came from. Um, I, I don't know. There's these forever plastics that have been developed that are petroleum based that I think we're having a hard time dealing with. What makes it a forever plastic? It breaks down smaller and smaller and smaller, but it never really goes away. Um... 
I would have to look into that. I'm not familiar with that. I mean, they don't call it that when they package the things. They call it that after it's, you know, become waste and it's breaking down. Well, then if it's breaking down, then it's not forever. Mm. Literally, they are not in agreement. Breaking down and forever. No, no, no. Cannot be said about the same breaking thing. Breaking down into smaller and smaller pieces, but it doesn't actually go to back to you can't like recycle it and it doesn't go back to what it was before because it's been chemically converted and it can't be converted back this is why we have the great pacific garbage patch it's why you in your own life eat almost a credit card's worth of plastic every year because it's in the water it's in the food it's in everything because it breaks down to a certain point and then it doesn't break down any further. Well, I mean, the same can be said about everything. Not everything causes cancer, though. And there's a lot of chemicals that are not necessary. Now, plastics, wow, they have killed it the past century. We need plastics. There's a lot of things plastics can do for us. I mean, shit. There's a ton of stuff just in the hospital that we've saved lives because of plastic. I'm not saying it doesn't have value, but I'm saying instead of having these fossil fuel companies get to say how much and when money they're going to get from governments rather than the people saying hey how about instead of all those incredible profits you pump that back into figuring out how we make something that can act like plastic but is not plastic because there are people working on these things and if they had more money they might be able to do more that's part of the demands that this group power up globalpowerup.org is asking for people to call rallies about. What are, what it, are is, these... it is about shifting the money and power. It's about shifting the money and power away from fossil fuels and toward other types of resources that can provide similar results. What are the forms of subsidies that y'all are having a problem with to the oil companies? Like, in what form are they being subsidized? There are things like that. There some some of it is some of it is tax tax breaks, but some of it is oil companies are protected around the world by United States military well the whole world well majority of the world at this point runs on fossil fuels yes that's true and we have a huge military to protect it why is it that the fossil fuel corporations get to say what happens with the money when the resources belong to all of us if i pump water from your creek aren't you going to want to like know why the fuck you, you, you have to pay for it on no, top of just giving it up? 
so I mean, the oil companies have to invest in in the infrastructure to explore, extract, and refine all of that petroleum and all those petrochemicals. Um, and, and and how much I, do they pay for their leases on the land for in the United States? Do you know? No, I don't actually. Do they pay? Do they pay um, an extraction tax on the amount of oil they pull out? I don't know. Probably. When the nuclear power plant had to, um, they had to rebuild one of the cooling towers at Diablo Canyon nuclear power plant. And when they bought the equipment, which was like million do- millions of dollars for some of the equipment that's required there, San Luis Obispo County got to charge sales tax on something that was over a couple of million dollars because they bought it so they could put it into the nuclear power plant. Well, that county is going to be hurting big time when they are not allowed to tax that nuclear power plant anymore. And I'll tell you, you know who's paying for the upgrades? PG&E customers and not PG&E. We're paying for it, not the company that has the plant. But isn't that all the same money? I mean, they're getting their money from their customers. They they are allowed to. They are allowed there. So there's in California. There's the uh, utility, the utilities commission, public utilities commission. And in order to raise their rates, they have to make the case that that they are only making ten percent above what it costs them to actually provide the power to customers, and they are allowed to build every single cost including interest on any bonds or loans, which they get special deals. Private companies are not usually allowed to to issue bonds, but governments can and governments do, and they do it on behalf of the private company. So the private company basically gets almost free money because they don't have to go through the bank. Oh, I'm about to have some big... So it's, it's, I I can understand being agitated because it is frustrating. And I do want people across read at night, have a light, but the amount of power that the United States counts as having enough power and what's reliability compared to a lot of other places, what's actually enough, it's different. And, and there is no way to enforce any of the, any of the types of things that whether it's power, global power up or even the fossil fuel companies themselves, the only way to enforce it is to change where the power dynamic is. I mean, fossil fuel companies, they, in California, they abandon wells all the time and they don't bother to clean them up. We had a huge That's because they're going to go and get more oil from them later. 
They take time to repopulate. So, so when they a company when a company abandons a well in California and the company goes bankrupt, California is on the hook to clean it up. And this has happened over and over and over and over again. And I'm just thinking that, yeah, you're right. If we had to use lithium batteries, that's not a good idea. That's why I'm glad there's people in universities across the world that are working on alternative ways to figure out how to store energy. Because that is what it's, what it's about. Because we know we can make enough with the solar as long as we have a way to store it so we can use it later. Well, that Same also thing has with wind as well. What? So that, that power that's yeah. captured by the solar panels has yeah. to be transmitted just like the power from power plants does. Totally. Totally. I totally Unless we all put panels on our roofs. Which we could. I don't know why we can't. Do you? No. Um, and I know there are some advancements in that technology because it used to be not, it used to be very expensive to do it, but it's gotten a lot cheaper over the last 40 years um, to capture and convert. And that's good. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to come at this like I'm against renewable energy sources. I just, I don't like the fear mongering and the catastrophism and the, the power dynamics associated with demonizing the oil and proselytizing renewables. Like that's just, it's all, all of that shit is unnecessary. And I don't work for the fossil fuel industry, whoever social pizza is. I don't work for them. I'm no, I don't work no. for anybody. Anymore. That's Marco. That's Marco. But I used to work in power generation. I've worked for multiple companies in power generation and power generation uses natural gas, coal, um, nuclear, hydro. Yeah. I've, I've been around it for the last 30 years. You know, from the military, which is, according to most, the number one consumer of fossil fuels as one entity, I guess, um, in diesel, which is a less refined version of the fuel. But CO2 is not bad for the climate. It is not a greenhouse gas. All of that, all of that language around all of this is just, is for fear mongering and manipulation and it's unnecessary. So, okay. So let, let me ask you this. If I just said, we're going to have a rally to try and get some of the money and power that the fossil fuel industry currently has their grubby hands on to move it, to try and speed up some alternatives to that not because the co2 mostly just because the power and money that fossil fuel industry has that could be better spent if it was shared around more on power not on something else well 
So in the United States, I'm not saying the world, the sky is falling. I'm not saying the sky is falling. I'd rather see the policy be, let's try a different way. And if that requires us to subsidize R&D, let's do more of that. Are are you familiar personally with how diverse the U.S. um, power grid fuel sources? It's crazy. It's bonkers. Texas has their own little bullshit going on, too. You know, no, but I mean, I mean, with the source of their power. Yeah, it's very, it's a very, it's a very complicated situation. I'm not saying it's not. Yeah, but I mean, I'm talking about, I'm talking about. Okay. What fuel, okay, so the United States power grid, the power plants, we still have a few coal plants operating. We've got a shit ton of the last 30 years. They have been putting in um, natural gas, uh, gas turbines, um, mostly for the sake of being classified as a peaker unit, which, you know, during the heat of the day when everybody turns air conditioner on, there's a huge load on the grid. So they fire up those peakers because they can be done so relatively quickly and they can subsidize that demand on the power grid. And keeping it from, you know, call, causing catastrophic blackouts. Um, but those, those, uh, natural gas powered plants are all over the country, all over everywhere. I mean, but we've got coal, we've got oil, we've got natural gas, we've got hydroelectric, we've got solar and we've got wind and we've got nuclear. All of those are actively contributing to the U.S. power grid right now. Right. So why do we need to demonize the oil? Okay. Let me go back to the question I asked before. I'm not trying to demonize fossil fuel. I'm trying to say, if I look at the cost and benefits, both the cost, actual cost to whether the customer is a municipality or individuals or industry, doesn't matter. I'm trying to say that when I look at the trade-offs for the different types of ways we can get energy, I'm not saying we can turn it over tomorrow. That's not going to happen. I understand that. I mean, we can't even, if you have an electric car, there isn't enough of a of an infrastructure for you to get very far because you have to keep stopping to charge every however many miles, right? But there's not chargers that frequent. I've got a so, fix for that, but I can't get a hold of Elon. <laughs> what? I have a solution to that problem, but I can't get a hold. I need to tell Elon that solution directly. Otherwise, I'm going to, I just want to get credit for the idea. But I can't seem to get in touch with it. I can't get his attention. But anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt on that. No, 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 that's okay. But but not demonizing fossil fuel. I'm not demonizing. I'm saying it's not preferred. It's that the, the, all of the costs, including the environmental costs, are too much comparatively to these other sources. Hydro being, I think, with the exception of the damage done when you dam something, a a river up and cause a giant lake to happen. I would prefer that the policy is let's do less fossil fuel and more of these other things and stop making these other things hard to do and 
stop making fossil fuels so easy with our money. That's what I would like to see. And that's what this rally on November 3rd and 4th is calling for also. I'm not trying to demonize. I'm not trying to say the sky is falling. I don't know what is going to happen with the climate. There's like a bunch of people out there trying to figure it out. And I don't think that, I mean, we're still so far away from even understanding weather. But having the discussion about where do we get the power to, to bring the standard of living up for everybody on the planet and how we go about getting that power. I don't want it to be lithium either, frankly, or cobalt or any of these other things that cause all kinds of environmental damage. And I know that the lifestyle to which I have become accustomed relies on a lot of bullshit that does a lot of environmental damage. I understand that. But I think without having the conversations, there's a lot of people that don't understand that. That there could be a possibility of doing things in a different way because of the way that the structure with the power and the money is right now and drawing Wait, so attention to that. Wait. Okay. So if, if right now, if we have enough wells that are extracting enough petroleum from the ground to sustain the global economy and energy needs. Why do we need to dig new pits in otherwise untarnished areas to extract minerals that we might be able to use to put into batteries to store renewable energy sources? How does that make sense? Well, one thing is what I hear you asking is when we have when we know this is working, quote unquote working, why would we try and make something different work? Well, no, 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 that's 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 a bad framing. I'm like, let me see if I can reframe it. Um, all right. So. All right. So let's say that we have 10 million oil wells on the planet. And we have determined that the amount of oil that we can extract from the ground using those wells already in existence without having to do any more exploration or any more drilling, we can just tap, cap, and move on to another well and just rotate through the existing wells, right? Why would we go dig huge open pits to extract lithium and cobalt and some of these other precious metals that they're using to create these new battery technologies with. I mean, that's just expanding the environmental impact. So, well, one thing I think is true is that um, part of part of it is they're trying to find ways to store power that doesn't require those kinds of extractive methods. And secondly, I'm not worried about pumping all the oil out of the ground and running out. I'm worried about the damage it's doing to the environment when we're pumping it out and doing all kinds of things around it. So those properties are no longer usable because of the toxics that are around it. I, I'm saying that the cost per I don't know what's a what's the unit of power that you when you talk about energy transmission what's the what's the right unit of power 
um, British thermal units or. Um, so like if you're going to say like it, it costs me this much energy to, to create this much power. Kilowatt hours. Right? I, yeah, I, I don't think know. That, I don't know if there's any one solution. It's very complicated. There's a lot of it, it is a lot of it things is. it touches, and it's kind of like we're just dumping all of the money onto the one solution instead of having a balanced. Because I'm gonna say again, plastics are magical. Microplastics suck. The fact that everybody has them in their body sucks. But there are some really amazing things. I would not want plastic to go away entirely, and it requires petroleum. I'm not saying shut down petroleum. What I'm saying is the all of the windfall profits and all of the subsidies and ways that we don't make money back from the oil companies could be used to help make a more balanced set of solutions. I'm not trying to shut down the fossil fuels companies right now because we need some of those fossil fuels to do things like plastics that are really necessary for any kind of life like the one we currently have. We go overboard though. Are you? And 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 different places have different definitions of enough. Are you familiar with what's going on over in um, Germany right now? Oh yeah, I am. Like if they, they weren't so reliant on fossil fuel, they might not be in as bad a shape, right? Well, they've had to go back to burning like raw coal and wood for heat, right? Because they shut down the power plants. <laughs> right. Like, this is the dumbest thing they could have ever done. And that's an argument that we should still let all the fossil fuel industry have all of the power and the money and the decision making? I don't assume that they have that power. They may have some influence in lobbying power and they had a whole lot more power 50 years ago probably than they do now. But, um, and I'm not, I'm not, don't take me wrong. I'm not trying to necessarily defend big oil because I know they've done a lot of really shady shit um, mm -hmm. to, to make sure that they rise to the top of the energy sector. I know that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I also understand the benefits of big oil and what what the world how the world has benefited directly from the first world nation's development through the use of petroleum and petrochemicals um i mean just i don't know just it just it just sounds more about money than it does about the environmental impacts. Does that bother you? Yes. Why? Because, like I said, it sounds think more I'm... like people, no, it, it just sounds like going... in general, mm -hmm. people are jealous that a select few companies, oil companies, 
Exxon, Mobil, whatever, all these companies have acquired so much wealth through normal subsidies that, you know, lots of companies get for creating jobs and things of that nature. Um, so like just using the word subsidies, that's why I asked earlier, like, do you know what form those subsidies are taking? And, you know, like, do we have access to that? Can I see that? Cause I don't know that. You know, I just see something here that says 10 to 50 billion a year. You know, it could be tax incentives, could be this, could be that. I don't know what those it's all probably are. it's probably all of the above. And I can get you a better answer when I when I find more information for you, because I don't know them off the top of my head. And and one of the things I'm really glad this discussion is 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 happening because because I feel like I feel like these are the kinds of discussions that are actually kind of helpful and everybody kind of wrapping their head around what it is that's happening and without discussion if everybody agrees there's no discussion and you're not going to actually learn anything or change anything so having these kinds of discussions i think is really helpful because it's true there's a lot of really really crazy things that have to be balanced but i don't think that one of them is that is that fossil fuel industry gets to keep all of the stuff they've managed to get, even though because it was legal doesn't mean it was right. <laughs> and, and with the needs of the world being different from what the fossil fuel industry wants, there's just a, it's always going to be a balancing act. And right now, the scale is way tipped in favor of fossil fuels. Putting it more in balance makes everything more in balance. This show is primarily to let people know that if they wanted to participate in a rally to, to ask globally that we take a different approach to how we power our world, not to take development potential away from people, not to, you know, not to do any of the things that, that are the scare tactics, because I'm definitely not into scare tactics, but I think there's, I think there are, I'm glad to, I'm glad to come up with some actual examples if you want for another show, because I think this is an important discussion, and I know there's a lot of folks that have a lot of good information, including Carnal, which I appreciate you engaging with me on this topic, because um, your knowledge of, of power generation is very useful, helpful. And I want to thank everybody for being here, because, again... So let's redistribute some of the money and power away from fossil fuels and toward R&D on other types of power generation and power distribution and power storage. Seems with the obscene amount of actual profits they keep reporting, it will not really even be a skin off of anybody's nose, but maybe the shareholders. But that's also an opinion. And it's going to take everybody, because when, 
whether whether or not we actually run out of fuel, which I don't suspect is going to happen. Fossil fuels are not going to run out. That's not the worry. But I've been I've been to oil fields. I know what they look like. I've been part of a water district that and I've looked at the reports when there's been a leak under a gas station. The health hazards involved with fossil fuels on on any side can be very damaging. Does that mean that the alternatives will be less damaging? Not automatically. For sure. I appreciate you being with me here. Colonel, thanks again, everybody. <laughs> thanks for being here.